Radium. Hi, I'm Paul Ellard. Welcome to Our Queen, Our Mother, the graces of the Blessed Virgin Mary. In our sessions, we will be exploring the topic of the Blessed Virgin Mary and why she is important to the Christian faith. With each talk, we will try and open up and explain in simple terms the Catholic Church's teaching on the Blessed Virgin Mary. So welcome to the program and let us begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for the great gift of your mother. Thank you, Lord, that you call us to love your mother just as you do. Help us, Lord, to imitate your love, to know the love of a mother, to feel her embrace, to know you and love you through the heart of your mother. And so in gratitude we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When we think of Marian devotions, probably the first devotion that comes to mind is the Holy Rosary, and of course, for good reason. Our Lady once said that next to Holy Mass, the Rosary was the most powerful prayer we could say. But of course, there are many other wonderful and grace-effective devotions to Our Lady that the Church has as part of her wonderful 2,000 years of sacred tradition. So I thought today we might have a look at some of those other devotions and see how and why they have become such an important part of the Church's sacred tradition. Now these Marian traditions include the scapula. We have two types of scapulas, the brown and the green scapula. And we will spend some time in future weeks having a look in detail about the wonderful graces that are available to us through the devotion of the scapula. And we also call to mind the miraculous medal. So many people wear miraculous medals, and it's not actually called miraculous medal, but because there have been so many miracles through the intercession of Our Lady through this particular medal, it's become popularly known as the miraculous medal. So you get a sense of the idea of the power of this medal. And we'll also look at what we call the five first Saturday devotions. We looked at this briefly when we talked about Fatima. And we'll look at Marian consecration, the important role of Marian consecration. It's a big topic, that one, and it's very rich. But today I thought we might begin by looking at the concept of novenas. And we have many novenas to Our Lady under her many titles that are available to us. And each of them can speak to our heart in a special way, depending upon what type of events are happening in our life, what type of journey, maybe 
even what type of crosses we might be experiencing, somehow certain prayers can really nourish us and give us hope and support. But before we proceed, if you're listening to this and you find yourself saying, well, I don't know, I'm having a real reluctance to embrace all this Marian devotion, then really I think perhaps you need to back up a little and get familiarised with some of the Church's basic teaching on devotion to Mary. And can I suggest a very good way to do this is to go to our Cradio website, www.cradio.org.au, I'm sure you're familiar with it, and click on the Our Queen, Our Mother program icon. You'll find it on the home page there on the left-hand side. And this will take you to a list of all the programs that we've done. And then if you go back to the earlier programs, in fact, the very first four programs that we started in August of 2012. And here you'll find some very foundational programs that cover why Mary matters. If you don't have this understanding of what is covered in those first four programs, then you may well be finding it difficult to understand many of the things that we speak about when we're talking about Our Lady and the importance of her role in the Church. And in fact, any of the programs that we're offering here in Our Queen, Our Mother. So can I suggest to you that maybe revisit those talks, or if you haven't heard them at all, please go and have a listen to them, because they are packed with crucial information about the Church's teaching on Mary. And they're very foundational, and they build upon each other. It may be helpful then to listen to them even more than once because there's a lot of material in there and it's difficult to absorb in just one listening. In fact, can I boldly suggest that perhaps you download these four talks and keep them on file. Sometimes our friends speak to us about not understanding Mary or from what they say you can see they're not having a good understanding of what the church teaches on Our Lady. Well, maybe you can then give them a copy of the talks and to have a listen to. So the talks we're talking about, the very first one is called No Mary, No Jesus. And then we have three talks on Our Lady and Scripture, parts one, two and three. There's also talks there on the Holy Rosary. If you're one of those people who think the Rosary is boring or a repetitious prayer, then again, can I suggest to you that you go back and have a listen to those talks that deal with the graces of the Holy Rosary. And after all, if what Our Lady said is true, that the Holy Rosary is indeed the most powerful prayer next to Holy Mass, then perhaps it's not a good idea to dismiss it from your spiritual life. At least do some research to understand why there's so much power and grace available to us in the Holy Rosary. And indeed, it may greatly contribute to the salvation of your soul. But today we want to begin our talks on grace-filled Marian devotions. We're going to cover it over a number of talks, so this will be our first part one, I guess we'll call it. And our first topic then is on the practice of praying novenas. Well, novena is Latin for nine. And some people have said, well, it's nine days of prayer that can change the world and can even change you. So where do we get this idea of nine days of prayer? Well, we get it from Scripture. In Acts 1, verse 13, 
we read about how the apostles gathered in the upper room. When they had reached the city, they went to the upper room where they were staying. There were Peter and John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Jude son of James. With one heart, all these joined constantly in prayer, together with some women, including Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. So then we're reading that the apostles joined with Mary in the upper room and prayed consistently and they waited there. A little bit earlier in verse 4 we read about the instructions that Jesus gave to the apostles. While meeting with them, he told them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, about which you have heard me speak. So the apostles with Mary waited in prayer for nine days from the ascension to Pentecost. How do we know it's nine days? Well, because the ascension happened 40 days after the resurrection, according to Acts 1.3. And Pentecost was always celebrated 50 days after the Passover. So the resurrection happened the day following the Passover. So if we do the maths, we have 50 minus 40 minus 1 is 9. So the time between the ascension and Pentecost was 9 days. So Jesus called the apostles to wait for the promise of the Father and not to leave Jerusalem. And of course, we know what happened on the Feast of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit descended. Tongues of fire appeared on each of their heads. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They went out and proclaimed. And indeed, we claim that that is the beginning of the church. Day one on the Feast of Pentecost. No longer were they afraid they went out and boldly proclaimed the teachings of Jesus. And of course, you could ask the question, well, what if the apostles hadn't waited? What if they'd given up and left? Well, they would have missed out on the grace of Pentecost. It was an important time. That idea of waiting for nine days, why did they have to wait nine days? Well, we have to wait upon the Lord in the Lord's timing. And so when we pray, we pray patiently, we pray persistently, and of course we pray well. By well we mean praying from the heart, meaning what we say. The nine days of prayer then is a tradition that goes right back to scripture from Jesus. And from the early days in church history, from about the third century onward, we see this practice clearly being adopted within the church and by the time we got to the middle ages the popes and the cardinals were recommending to the faithful to pray novenas and so today whenever we undertake a novena of prayer we're declaring the same desire to wait for the promise persevering with confidence until the end so when we pray a novena, we can either pray the same prayer for all nine days or we can follow a list of prayers that are different for each day. Every novena is a little different, of course, in its intention, in the formation of prayers and the practice. So it's a very, 
very flexible structure. If we look at the Catholic Encyclopedia, it gives a definition for what a novena is. It says the novena is permitted or even recommended by ecclesiastical authority, but it still has no proper or fully set place in the liturgy of the Church. It has, however, more and more been prized and utilized by the faithful. So in other words, it's just saying here it's not a formal structure within our liturgy, but it's certainly a popular form of piety and devotion amongst the faithful, and so it's very much encouraged and has been the practice of Christians right down through the ages. Sometimes in parishes you'll see that they offer a novena of masses for someone who is deceased, or for a special intentions, or things like mothers and fathers praying for their children, or for vocations to the priesthood and religious life. There are a number of novenas, and most of these focus upon Mary, Saint Joseph, the Sacred Heart, or any particular saint, or maybe a special theme such as um, Divine Mercy, or the Holy Family, or in preparation for special feast days. We can also have variations on the nine-day novena. There are three-day novena, inverted commas, and we have 30-day novenas, and 33 days sometimes to honour the 33 years of our Lord's life on earth. And we also have the tradition in our church Sometimes we'll ask a priest to say a Gorgarian novena of masses. Now, this consists of 30 consecutive days of masses that are offered for a deceased soul in purgatory. And they're called Gorgarian masses because St. Gregory contributed to the spread of this practice. So in general, we pray novenas for the same reason that we pray at all. Why? Because... God deserves our praise, and because we need his grace. Novenas are prayers, and all the benefits that prayers always bring are brought to us in and through novenas. This particular form of novena, however, has a few special characteristics. Firstly, they provide a channel for strong spiritual sentiments or desires. What do we mean by that? Well, Sometimes we can feel so full of sorrow or anxiety or hope or a hunger for holiness that it's hard for us to find the words to express ourselves. So sometimes we pray prayers that have been composed by others as opposed to spontaneous prayers. Now both of these have their place and one is not superior to the other. Spontaneous prayers, of course, are wonderful and certainly have a crucial place in our spirituality. But don't dismiss prayers that have been composed by others because they can take us to a deeper and more meaningful understanding about Jesus, about the Christian life, and about who Mary is and who the saints are. Novenas give us a vehicle for prayerful expression. A novena can be a powerful way to, say, mourn the loss of a loved one. Having masses said can be a beautiful way to commend their soul to God's mercy. 
And in a time of crisis, a novena can be a way we can channel our apprehension in a positive way, in trusting our deep-felt needs to God through the intercession of a saint or Mary. So novenas put clear parameters around our deep spiritual sentiments, enabling us to have confidence that we are keeping them in harmony with God and with his will. So in this way, they provide a real comfort to our souls and they assure us that we are doing our part, as though to speak, in response to our particular needs or the needs of our family, friends and those to whom we're praying for. Now secondly, Novenas help us stay in sync with the church calendar of feasts. For example, by joining in the Novena to Divine Mercy, which runs on Good Friday to Divine Mercy Sunday, we unite ourselves with millions of other Catholics all around the world who are engaged in prayer at the same time. And by praying a Novena before a major liturgical feast, like Christmas or Pentecost, we can prepare our souls to engage more deeply in that celebration and experience the feast and its fruits to a much deeper level. It's so easy for a major feast to sort of come and go and we think, oh, what did I really get out of that? Well, it can be our own fault because we can get so caught up in the world. But by doing, say, a novena, we prepare ourselves for nine days. Each day we're going deeper and deeper and we're allowing the Spirit to touch our hearts to prepare us for a great feast. By the way, just a little thing people often ask, if you're doing a novena leading up to a feast day, is the last day of our novena, day nine in other words, is that on the feast day or do we finish before the feast day? Generally, the tradition in the church has been to finish the novena the day before the feast day. So you have nine days of the novena and then on the next day celebrate the feast. You know, I have one of these iPhones like many of us do. And there are some wonderful Catholic apps that you can get that have great novenas. Just one example on my phone, and I'm not pushing any particular product here, but one app that I have is called iPieta. I think it sells for about $3. I bought it some time ago now, but it has many novenas. Novena to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, St. Joseph, Our Lady, and many of the other saints. And of course, there's many novenas available under many titles that the Church has given to Our Lady. And these offer a great variety to choose from. And as I said earlier, they can really speak to us in a certain time. Sometimes we might need encouragement and hope. Sometimes we need to embrace sorrow. Sometimes we want to have thanksgiving, maybe a joy, joy-filled experience. Each of these novenas can express a particular sentiment that we're trying to communicate to God. And of course, these novenas are not just limited to phone apps. You can just search the internet 
and there are just hundreds of different types of novenas and just about any topic on any saint what I do is just look through and I find one that speaks to my heart I print it out and then I pray it daily just to give you an idea there's novenas to Our Lady of Lourdes to Mary Mother of Perpetual Help Our Lady of Fatima Our Lady of Guadalupe Our Lady of the Holy Eucharist Our Lady of the Sacred Heart Our Lady of Mount Carmel Novena to Our Lady of Hope, Mary Help of Christians, Our Lady of Good Success, Our Lady the Miraculous Medal, and even a Novena to Mary Mother of Forgiveness. Now many of these prayers are quite short, so they don't take long. Others can be longer. You just feel what the Spirit leads you to what you should select. At the time of this recording, in fact, I've just completed a novena to St. Joseph. And this particular one consisted of praying each day a different reflection about St. Joseph. So not only was it a lovely prayer, but it educated and formed my intellect and understanding of who St. Joseph was and allowed me to go deeper in my love and understanding of St. Joseph. And then after that reflection, it was followed by a beautiful prayer that was the same for each day, dedicated to St. Joseph, and it has a little appropriate place where you can insert your special intention for the novena. And my wife, she loves novenas. Leading up to almost every special feast day in the church, she invites me to share with her a novena for a special intention and for ourselves or our family or for whatever our particular needs are. So it's a lovely way to create family prayer. You can bring in other people to pray this with you as well. Hopefully I have motivated you to try to pray a novena if you haven't done it before. So please don't take my word for it. Give it a go. It really is a very powerful experience. Be faithful to the prayer. If you miss a day, well, sometimes you can just say two in the one day. Sometimes it's better, I think, to actually, if you miss a day, just to extend the novena by one day. Because the idea is that we have nine days of preparation and prayer. So sometimes if you start putting two into one, I mean, if you miss two days and you're trying to put three into one, it becomes more of a can I say it, more of a doing action than a prayerful spiritual encounter of the heart. But you can um, discern that for yourself, what, what you find works best for you. And of course, we pray the novena like we pray every prayer. We pray it from the heart. We mean every word that we pray. And we pray it with a sense of expectant faith. But yet at the same time, we pray it surrendering the outcome to the Lord. Because it could be that what we're praying for is in fact not the Lord's will. And remember, the Lord's will is the best thing that can happen to us, as we've talked about in a previous session. So we have to trust that. Asking the Lord for our special intention might be like the children asking mum and dad, can they play in the traffic? <laughs> it 
to the kids it seems like a great idea but to someone who has a little bit more insight into the bigger picture it's not a very good idea at all it can be that way with Jesus we can ask for something that we really think we want and need and yet our Lord can know that no this is not good for you and I know in my own life I've prayed and begged the Lord for things and it wasn't until years later that I was able to look back and say Lord thank you that you didn't give me what I asked for because it would have been a disaster for me that's in hindsight and sometimes though of course we never understand or at least this side of heaven we won't understand why that prayer wasn't answered but the key point is we have to trust if God is our loving father and he really wants what's best for us then he will only give us what is good for us so are all those prayers novena then wasted well of course not no prayer is wasted, it deepens our love and relationship with Jesus and even though the Lord can't necessarily give us what we want because he knows it's not good for us, you can be sure that he'll bless us in another way. And so can I just in closing encourage you to try the novenas and please if you have a good experience or you've had a powerful prayer answered please write to us here at Cradio and share it with us. It's lovely and encouraging for us to hear feedback from you. It's good, I think, that we share our experiences with others because it can be a powerful witness to God's love. When we hear about God's love working powerfully in others, then, of course, we can be confident and have hope that he will work in our lives too because he loves us just as much as he loves anyone else on the planet. God loves us all the same. Doesn't love some people more than others. So thank you for being with us today. And we'll um, just end with a little prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord. Dear Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful devotion and practice that we have in the church, that you yourself, Jesus, led us in nine days of prayer leading from the ascension to Pentecost you call us to imitate you Lord and you call us to pray just like the Apostles did in unison with Mary and so Lord we thank you and we praise you we ask you to put in our hearts a hunger to pray a hunger to spend time with you and with your mother so that in doing so you can speak to our hearts, show us the truth, and show us how much you love us. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Radio.org.au.